to be precise, host and creator of Campsite Studios, also something called Bando Fest that you may have heard of before. I know you kids know about that. Dennis Williams, come up and make some motherfucking noise. Okay. With the pour up, with the pour up. My G, my G. Good vibes. Rolling up on the yeah, you know, you know, it's the High Coast Podcast. You know, it's only right for the good vibes. Okay, now my good sir Dennis, you are an award-winning, not just any filmmaker, an award-winning filmmaker. Yeah. What is it like when that title was bestowed on you? What's that feeling like? I don't, I don't really like. I don't really think about it in that way. I feel like everybody mm. can. Uh, from winning an award to some capacity. To me, I got certain goals that set in mind that um, really make me feel like I'm successful, and I feel like everybody got their own measure of success. So I don't really think about it in that way. When you say the goals, mm-hmm. what would you, because like you said, everyone has different measures and whatnot, and award-winning for some might be you know, a peak success. But for you, we're talking about goals. What do you see for yourself in particular as the goals? I, I want that um, EGOT award. I want Ooh. the Emmy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want I the like Grammy. That. I want the Oscar. I like it. And I want the Tony. So, uh, to me, it's uh, being recognized for my work. All I care about is my work. James know that. <laughs> okay, so that's James know that. I'm gonna be showing my face. Why are you coming to me early, bro? Why are you coming to me early? Yeah, I like that. He said he was the e guy, and if you want the e guy, I like we. We don't have to do this. We might have to start with goals and, and work back because that gives yeah. me a good question. How did you get into this? Because for someone to want an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony, that's a lot of different things within the creative field. And not too many African Americans have achieved that. A few, yeah. a few, but it's Jamie, like, Donald. Did John uh, Lennon do it? Who? John Lennon? Not yet. Mm. He didn't get the Tony. John Lennon. Mm. I'm sorry. Nah, he ain't the Oscar. Definitely a Caucasian man. Definitely a white man. I've been fucking up. I've been fucking up names all day. But John Lennon, I think he is an egot. 
Uh, he had an Oscar for one of the um, for one of the songs. Did he? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But with that being said, how did you get into this? Because like we said, that's a lot of different. Luke said a lot of different things, and in particular, African American. Yeah. No, I studied in school uh, to be a playwright. So mm-hmm. uh, I studied Shakespeare for four years. Uh, what school? Uh, I went to University of Dayton, and then I also went to UMBC in Maryland. Okay. Um, so I, I studied in school to be a playwright. I read a lot of Shakespeare. Uh, What's your favorite Shakespearean piece of work? Um, my favorite is probably Macbeth. Mm. My favorite play overall, Streetcar Named Desire, The Great Gatsby, of course. Uh, is there a reason in particular for the favorite Shakespearean and the other one being just your favorite? Um... Nah, I think this is storytelling for real. I mean, like, like, there's a science behind storytelling. There's a, mm-hmm. there's like, people get paid a lot of money. Andrew Sorkin gets paid three hundred thousand dollars a week. My favorite to write. A writer on TV. Right. That nigga right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. And like, Andrew Sorkin uh, for the Chicago Seven had a budget of thirty-five million dollars. All right, the other side of that same very story. Judas and the Black Messiah had a budget of $25 million. <laughs> Andrew Sorkin's movie was shot all in a courtroom. That He gets budgets, he gets paid. Like He knows what his number is. He, mm-hmm. he might make like $10,000 a minute. Right, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, there's a lot of writers that I admire. Um, and uh, I'm, just, I'm just trying to follow the code. But uh, yeah, that, I, I, there's a science behind storytelling. I'm just trying to continue to perfect that structure. Uh, you know, a playwright is a three-act structure. There's three acts when it comes to plays. There's four when it comes to uh, movies. And then television is a whole other, a different ball game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, now I'm, I'm, I'm continuing to be a student of the game. That's how I'm looking at it. What's the three acts? What's the three and four acts? Uh, it, it's just... Like, yeah, basically, it's breaking down the story. talking about now, structure. Right? Yeah. Talking about so, what's the fourth structure? part in that structure? You're saying it's a three versus four. What's the fourth? Yeah, so that fourth really divides the third act as it was a, as it would a play. Mm. You remember yeah. how Brad was talking about how like the commercials and like you can add a third, you can add something to make yeah, that longer. It's yeah. I think it's the same sort of writing structure. It's crazy, yeah. In that same sort of sense, and, and some technicians they really get to it. <laughs> you know, he's making three hundred k a week. Man, like, that's I, I like that. I like I, a lot of the kids don't hear about that side of it. They only think that there's um, you need you need to be an actor. You need to be um, well. Let's let's switch to the Grammys. Uh, say you want that too. How, how do you? How does that play a part? Like, what sort of background or what in your past gets you to wanting a Grammy? Music, no, no, music. that's that's completely facetious. I don't know how I get it. That I just want the fucking ego. Hey, Some Shakespearean type of like, not Lin Manuel shit, because that's that's, yeah, that's a little bit too. But like some real like Boys in the Hood type soundtrack. So like not a comedy soundtrack, 
but some sort of like in between like spoken, you know, like we can use your playwright skills and get someone to voice it and boom, now we in the Grammys. Yo, yo, not to get like too in the weeds, but like I'm, I'm with that all the way because like yo, some of the best editors and directors be bringing out the music when That's they what? edit. My- Boots Riley, sorry to bother you. He made he made the soundtrack to this film. Bro, I'm, listen, you got it, and you got the words. We could get the little storytelling. So you, you, you rap? No, 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 no. no. We, listen, we'll be, we we enough, we, we, we know we. I can make it happen. Dennis, trust me. Just I thought we was right. Dennis. Dennis. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. You, you, we go. We go. We go. Set up a story. Oh no, he does that. You rap? Dennis, Dennis, you rap? Yo, All right, so Dennis, let's do this. This is your interview, bro. No, 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 listen, we're going to set up the story structure. We're going to let but listen, Come are we on. with it? Is everybody with it? Yes, I'm with that. Pat. If you rap, I guess. No, you, no. you rapping. 39 uh, boxes, bro. You know the rapper. 39 boxes. Oh, oh you never heard of that? Tape. Nah, nah, nah. That's his, that's his, that's his, uh, you ain't know you know you know. street mixtape. Let's see the link. That's on, that's on. <laughs> nah, he, he hit it, he hit it from us. It's only on like no, a drop box at a few minutes. Nah, that's on that. Trust me, trust me. The streets, the streets have tried. Only a few people got the zip files. Like, it's a very, it's a very exclusive. I feel like if I did the podcast. It's like detox. You know how niggas only heard a detox? That's the thing. So far, yo, niggas didn't tell me that. All right, I didn't know you know that. You didn't know he was actually. Nah, yo, send me the link. I need that. I'm not leaving without the link. There's no link. It's only it's only a zip file. But but Dennis, let's let's get back to you. I'm holding that drop box. For sure. Dennis was so much a rapper. Sick, bro. <laughs> sure. No, Finally, sure. someone at your neck. Dennis's nasty work. I could already tell, but I like I like for the sure. energy. So you said you did okay. You told us how you kind of got in. What was the like the first thing you made or first film where you kind of like dabbled and were like, okay, this is something that I can do or I do. You know, the first check I ever got. This man go straight to the check. I, I love yeah. Dennis. Uh, Dennis talking about, talking about, about the check. We're talking about tactical shit, right? Like, okay. I was... Yo, I'm not even gonna hold you. Like, everybody got, like, a come-up story. For me, like, I had every chance to drop out of school. I was sleeping out of my whip, and I got a check from Funny or Die. It's Will Ferrell's production company. Mm-hmm. And I applied for this gig, and they, they liked my work, and they, um, they commissioned me to get on this project. So as a freelance, like, TV writer... They brought me on. They brought me on to this segment. And this was like 2012, maybe. Um, and they paid through, like, it was it was PayPal at that point. It, you, PayPal and Western Union was hot at that time. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Where were you living? I was living in Baltimore. Okay. okay. Yeah, I was, living, I was living in Towson. And um, uh, that's when I knew, like, this could become a profession. Mm. But I mean, like I was brushing my teeth in the front seat, and then I was I was uh, I was going to class, and I was I was taking twenty five credits a semester part time. Oh, time out, time out, Dennis, Dennis, yeah. time out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Twenty five? Yeah. That's like two. Lo- that's like two semesters in one. What you trying, trying to get up out of there? I did not like. How many times did you do that? Or just one semester? 
Uh, three semesters. Three semesters. So you I, did I seventy-five credits. credits within three semesters. Yeah, getting out of school. You're a madman. I was you? trying to get out of school for sure. Yo, can you can you go? Can you put me through like what one of those semesters was like? I didn't leave the library, and if I did, um, you know, it was about work. So like, I, I, you know, like I, I feel like we all had that point in life where we gotta just get to no, it. No, and that bro. was one of them times we just had to get to My it. My nigga, I took eighteen yeah. credits one year, and I was like, bro, I'm yeah. bugging. Yeah, you did twenty five <laughs> yeah. three times back. So you didn't like part like oh, maybe let me not project. Did you party? Did you like not at all? Not at all. I was I was fully locked in. Like I, I no, this is the only thing I cared about. Like that was the only thing I cared about. Yeah. It was, it was getting out. And then in the middle of like any days I had That's a discipline too, six man. hours to spare, I'm taking the bus up to New York and I'm taking a meeting. Mm. I'm taking that I'm taking that bull bus or something like that. Twelve dollars and I'm taking a meeting. And really trying to build those connections. And then I moved out to New York and I was there for the next eight years. I didn't even tell my graduation I was out. So but everybody got that story. But for me, like it was about writing. That's when I really saw like, you know, this, this could be a path for me. Um, so, you know, I was able to kind of transfer, like, that theater experience to uh, more of that I'm digital still, work on that television. I'm still bugging off the twin. That shit is fucking crazy. Yo, fucking I was trying to get Superman. I was trying to get out, bro. I, I was not worried it. about nothing else. All right, so let's talk about New York. You moved to New York 2012. Yeah. Um, what yeah. is that grind like, you know, different city, all that good stuff in the industry? Um, is it hard? Is it easy? Is it what you thought it would be at the time looking back? You know, I'll be going into the city with no expectations, I feel like. That's what like, You know what I'm saying? I feel like all of us do. Like, I don't I don't try to set any expectations. I try to take it for what it is. Mm. Uh, but New York is it's crazy. New York is the lifestyle. New York, you can get anything you want in New York, 4 a.m., 4 p.m. Yes, sir. Right? Like, you can get whatever you want. So, uh New York is a testament to your your uh, your work ethic, but it's also going to test you for for how hard you work because there's so many distractions in New York City. So, um, nah, New York was amazing to me. That every person could be a friend or another potential like not even client, but just like new opportunity. No, that's respect. So, um, you said like you keep talking about New York as it's like a past home. Is New York your past home? I feel like it. I was I was there for eight years before I moved to LA. So yeah, I feel like it. What has the transition been like? Because I think that seems like the kind of writers kind of arc, right? You live in New York for a little bit, you yeah. do some shit in New York, <laughs> and then you get, then you go then you go out west to LA. So for you, um, we'll come back to some of your actual movies um, and films you've made, but. For you making that transition from east to west, what has that been like, and what has kind of been like the biggest or the maybe not biggest, but the the thing yeah. that's been like most eye opening? Yeah, no, I, I feel like I moved in. I moved in quarantine though. Ooh, so make it even moved, make it even better. Yeah, Makes yeah, it yeah. even better. Okay. I moved in quarantine, so that's way different. That's different. So like, what was the what would you, what would you say was like the biggest obstacles that came with that? The biggest obstacles. I mean, like, I feel like everybody was going through that, right? Like, what is? <laughs> but not what everybody was really moving cross country. Nah, no bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
the biggest change, I mean, it's just like moving in that solitude. None of us knew what the next six months to a year would look like so in 2020. Move I'm moving in October. Okay. Yeah, I moved in October. So I just hit the six-month mark in L.A. Uh, L.A. and New York is different. Like, L.A. moves slower than New York. Niggas mm-hmm. don't really work that hard out there. Um, <laughs> niggas move a lot slower out there. But, like, that might make for better work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it might give you more space to to yeah. really create and focus on certain things. New York's moving so fast. Like, you feel like you're behind the eight ball if you just sit down in New York. If you sit down and you go, if you go home and you sit down, like, you feel like you're behind the mark. Mm-hmm. Like, someone else is getting up on you, right? Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think that really motivated me through my 20s. But uh, L.A. is just a different kind of pace. So I, I really appreciate that. And I think it's really going to, like, push my work forward. I, I moved in a, in a space where I feel like I've built my network in New York City. But I'm here maybe, like, once a month, so. <laughs> um, let's talk about quarantine real quick. Not just the moving, but creating in quarantine. I was about yeah. to say, so like, what was that process? That was staying my next. Yo, question. can I ask y'all a question? Cause y'all y'all creating in quarantine. Can we throw that back to y'all? Like, what's <laughs> what's creating in quarantine been like? Um, we still wow. in quarantine, right? Uh, like, right? Yeah. yeah. At first, it was. I think just, it's easy. I mean, For us? at first it was nuts though, cause like we tried to do that virtual shit. And I was never with it. It was cute, but <laughs> you was never with that. I was, nah, no, I never like, said let's really? do a podcast virtually. I said no. we never everybody do had to. No, we never we did, did that. We never did it. Wow. At the end we of the day, started, it's us three started, on the podcast. We even started all of this on quarantine, like the lights, filming, all oh, that. We wow. started doing quarantine. Oh wow! Yeah, I would just say before. Yeah, I would just say like. <laughs> We didn't have people on, but yeah. it was just us. Yeah, it was just us. Yeah. I was about what we had to talk about. There's nothing to talk about, but it, you know, let's talk. Maybe Quarantine yeah. gave one better content. For sure, it's a world in which like we just had way more things to digest and kind of. And we were we weren't able to sugarcoat shit. Too. Yeah, like, talk about like, right. in a far different way. And right. I also think it, it sort of grasped like want to be sort of a little different creative. So like mm-hmm. the IG live episodes. Yeah. Stuff like that in which, like, we would never probably have done and thought of doing in certain ways. Yeah, like, we end up doing because... We got a haircut on IG Live. Oh, oh, for real? Yeah, because I, oh. I was trying, like, I tried to plan out my day, but my barber was late, so I was, like, getting lined up. Literally, yeah, so move, you know, yesterday, lined up, so yeah. this nigga got the clippers on his head. Yeah, and I was just like... Crazy. Like that? Yeah. yeah. You see what I'm He's saying? Like, it was oh, just... Yeah. No, we was in, uh, back home. You got the at-home delivery. Yeah, and, yeah. and I was in here. I was here on right here in the couch. And he was right here in, on the brick. It was crazy. But that's the thing. I think quarantine allowed for, like, like a different type of that? creativity. What month was that? It was in the summer. It was, like, May. But my papa still comes to me, though. Like, I don't go to the shop. Wait, wait. He was coming to you before quarantine? No, during quarantine is when he started coming to me. And he still is. And he still is. You know we have the pandemic. You ain't never going um, when he when he opens up his shop, I might start going back. He ain't going back. I might not have to. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, you know. Hey, so yo, now since okay. we answered, now you got to answer. What's, what was the question again? What's it like creating in quarantine? Shit. I feel like all the indie niggas that had to, like, wear multiple hats are okay. Anybody mm. that, like, is a one-trick pony is fucked. Anybody that can only do one thing and needs a team to like really pull stuff off and take an idea from conception to 
uh, to production is in trouble. So when you say idea from conceptual to production, I think yeah. that's an interesting, interesting concept. Yeah. Um, because what does that look like? Does it look like the actual filming? Is it the actual finished product? Is it like what at that point do you think this idea has now become constructed or is getting into the realm of construction? I mean, every idea we're pursuing is in the realm of construction. From the like, from the initial from the initial inception like, of the idea, yeah, for like, sure. But like for you, what is the tangible? When does it become tangible? At least in your mind. Yo, as soon as we, we got an idea we're passionate about, like, mm-hmm. it becomes tangible to me and it's on the board. Like, okay. Weezy and I got um, some early ideas as far as the narrative podcast on the board, and that's much earlier than a film that uh, is in pre-production that's raising investment for a feature mm-hmm. film, right? Like, yeah. th- those are very different stages, and I think it, it's helpful for us to have those ideas in different stages because, um, you know, it, when you have, like, any entrepreneur, any creative, we're gonna have multiple ideas, and when we can create some level of uh, process in them, that's when we really win. Like those those small wins are big to me when we create a process around them. So uh, I say to say like we have small ideas that are going to be very big in two weeks and are gonna ramp up very quickly. Mm. But there's an, another idea that might be a feature film that might take three more months to get to a level where we are opening that discussion to more and more people. I like it. So uh, I think that that that, that question um, changes with uh, each project. Per the, exactly. No, exactly. no, that makes right? sense. That makes so, sense. Who's the team? You say you got people to run everything by. Like, who's the team? Uh, so we got uh, Campsite Studios. That's I'm the founder of Campsite Studios, uh, director and writer there. Can I switch? Can I stop you real quick? Can you talk yeah. about Campsite Studios? For sure. Uh, so Campsite is focused on elevating diverse voices, minority voices in particular, through narrative film. Uh, a subset of Campsite Studios is BandoFest. BandoFest is focused on our programmatic networking that actually brings these narrative stories to life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we do that through specific events and mentoring. Right, and James is very much a part of that. I didn't know he had an album, but you know we're gonna have that conversation after the fact. <laughs> so um, I hate to cut you up, but get back to his original He's not question. Gonna let this go. <laughs> and I, I fucking get, love it. I will get back to his original question. What was your original question, James? The question was, who's the team? I don't know how yeah. that got back to me having a. I had to get about campsite in. I like that. that and Bando no, That still has nothing to do with that. You definitely had a mixtape. You know, he was he was talking about yeah. Bando Fest. Yeah, how you help, man? You know, that's one of your. You can, I get the zip. I got the zip. I got the zip. Oh, you! Th- I'm going to get the zip for sure. <laughs> oh, who's giving it to you, bro? It's not about giving. It's I'm not, taking. It's not for me. <laughs> I take it. It's not for me. I'm so taking. the team. Yeah, the team. So the team. Yo, so like, we trying to build ourselves like an agile startup for real. We're trying to raise like a startup through venture capital. So we keep our team super lean. Mm. Uh, we got a uh, head of production on board named Jesse Martin. We got a, a line producer and creative producer named uh, Jared Atkins. Uh, then we also have uh, a PR and go-to-market team. And then we hire out our production per project. So I'm here in New York. I live in L.A., but I'm here in New York for three productions. Um, and each of those involve very different teams. We're working on two documentaries out here. I'm super excited about the work we're about to do. I 
love it. I love it. Um, is there any way, because I know you talked about a podcast. I know you talked about some other productions that you have in the work. Is there anything that you're willing or you can share with us, like, that you're really excited about sort of conceptually or just um, it's finished and this is, you know, just waiting on it to come out? Um, <laughs> not so, I don't got the elevator pitch down yet. We just did a, <laughs> a, 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 a film called Balcony in Brooklyn, which is about a party in quarantine. Okay. Well, I was about to ask you we about that. We just sold That's to the Source magazine. Let we'll me ask you a question about, back, about Balcony in Brooklyn and I'll ask my I was honestly just going to ask him to expound on it because I just saw, like, I was browsing. I didn't really get to dive into it. I was yeah. just browsing and saw, like, the uh, the picture for it. So I just wanted to know what it was like, what it was about. Yeah, it's about a, a party in quarantine. Y'all should definitely check that out. Uh, we released that on Vimeo um, in partnership with a few different sponsors. Uh, but, like, that was really just, like, the community coming together. Mm-hmm. It's led by Nick Cregan, who is the lead of Law & Order SVU right now. Okay. Um, it's supported by Chike Ade, who is uh, in Power Book 3. He's a lead. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many other talented actors. Uh, Rennie is in there. Uh, shout out to Rennie. Tribe Q is in there. Shout out to Tribe Q. Uh, there are so many other talented actors in that space. Uh, we really just wanted to capture the moment, so we shot that. That was a one-day shoot. We shot that in eight hours in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, we just recently sold that to The Source Magazine, so The Source Magazine is launching on Amazon and Apple. Uh, so Congrats! Make some, hold on, make some noise for that. So yeah, you'll be able to catch that there. That's dope. I have a another kind of uh, fuck. It just slipped my mind. That's why I didn't stop smoking so much damn weed. Uh, fuck, fuck. Oh yes, you said it was shot in one day, but mm-hmm. you also wrote it in one day. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. So what is that creative process like when you are deciding that hey, you know? I'm about to start something. When did you, like, is it like I just need to keep going or is it just like, hey, you know, it worked out this way? Uh, I I don't think I operate well and just, like, not having anything to do. Mm, okay. Yeah, I just, I be trying to get to it. I think I keep people around me that's, like, always on that, too. And that can be frustrating at times, but... Okay. Um, and by that, I mean everybody's always on go. So obviously, like, you're going to feel like there's always, like, a need to slow down. But I don't do well with not having, like, something in motion. So, um, yeah, I, I think that was a, a that was a motivation for in, in some part. But, you know, mostly, like, as a creative, you want to have a statement on something that's going on. And there's no way I could live a year through quarantine and not have something out there that kind of speaks to my perspective on things. So it's really just uh, about a party that goes on quarantine. And uh, it'll probably mean more in the years, like, down the road. You know what I'm saying? So... I got a question, Chad. So how do you go about getting your cast? Mm -hmm. Like, because you do indie films, but, like, you have, like... People like Denzel. That's some Whitaker, pretty good names, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you got names in your films, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah. it's like, so how do you go about getting your casting done, and then um, completing selling them your projects? Yep. Uh, so Denzel Whitaker was a special case. We we just DM'd him. <laughs> For real? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Kids. Yo yo yo! Like go this. in the DM. <laughs> when, if there's anything Since we've learned in our New York trip. 
Our New York trip has taught us. Slide. Slide, slide in the, in the DMs. DMs. Yo, For take sure. like your time out of them IG work. ladies and like put your work on <laughs> on, <laughs> on Listen to space, on Wix, whatever. Like as far as you can pack, package your work is as far as you're going to go. Because niggas don't got time. We got 50 seconds to see what your story is, right? You know what I'm saying? As soon as you can package that and tell us a clear story from start to beginning, whatever, like, beginning to end, excuse me, like, whatever your end is at this current moment is is what's going to help you along. Not even what's going to help other people understand you, because um, as soon as they can figure out, like, what you're about and, like, quickly get that summary, um, you know, they're, they're more willing to work with you. So he, he saw our work. He saw what we've done so far. Clout alone has won... Uh, numerous amount of indie awards, and now we're looking, we're making that a feature. So, wow. yeah. congratulations! Thank you. Well done. You you can share where that's coming, or that's that's under the wraps. It's contractual. It's low key right now. I feel that. <laughs> you know what I'm that's, that's why I gotta ask. I gotta I gotta, I gotta uh, preference some of the way I ask some of these questions. <laughs> um, I like the fact that you said something earlier about like you are kind of I don't want to say high strung but you're always on go so yeah, people yeah. aren't really like with it it's hard to work and you talked about moving yeah. to LA and it being slower was that a, 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 a noted thing that you were moving to LA to maybe change your scenery and hopefully it works out creative space mm-hmm uh, yeah, I, I think that's a part of it for sure. I think it's more about building the network. If okay. if it was up to me, I would stay in the house all day <laughs> for some capacity, right? I mean, um, but I, I, I think it was about building the network for sure. But if you're in L.A. and you have that New York mentality, you're going to win. Like, you're mm-hmm. going to win. If you are showing up to meetings, if you're present, I learned, like, maybe like eight years ago that, like, just being in the room is half the battle. Right, and that I think we can all say that in our respective industries. So, mm-hmm. you know, being present and being in the room and seeing your face is a large part of what comes with winning. The other part is like they don't tell you how many emails it takes to win. <laughs> so, uh, no, that that was my thought process in making that move. And how many emails does it take? I don't know. <laughs> You said they don't tell us. That's what I'm saying. You said you try to talk to the people. So I'm, you got... I'm, I'm dead because I, <laughs> I can't tell you. That's a great, and I love the way you segue that. You are they. What does it feel like? Because you said something earlier. You said you don't do it for, I'm, I'm summarizing. You don't yeah. do it for awards. You don't do it for anything like that. You do it for what you view as success. Yeah. Now, if you have become they, mm-hmm. what yeah. does it mean for you to be they, and how does that work? Like, for you, you in particular, Dennis Williams, what does it mean for you to be the they? Because you weren't yeah. always that. No, I think it's... It's Yeah, it's just understanding what your own filter is and what you think is successful. Because if you do some, like, monumental stuff and you still don't think that's enough, you're going to go home upset. Uh, but for me, I think I just really have been able, at least in the recent years, to stay in the moment, focus on the work. Uh, and, you know, that, that output enough is is what matters to me. It's not really the reception. It's just like doing, I know that I'm pushing myself forward with every project. People, artists, because I think all type of artists, whether they be musicians, filmmakers, painters, all that. Um, artists. They have, <laughs> they, have very, they have very unique relationships with the, with the projects they make. Yep. Um, anytime I ask a rapper this, 
in particular, pretty good ones who have actual decent bodies of work, they can't answer. I say, what's your favorite project? Mm-hmm. And they can never answer. They, they, they're like, all of them are my favorite or da-da-da. Filmmaker, is it the same for you? Or do you treat them all like your babies in which you're not willing to say one is more dear to you than others? Yeah, no, nah, it's not. It's not one favorite <laughs> child at all. No. Nah. You it's a specific a moment child. in time. No, no, no. It's a specific moment in time. They're just for memories sure. for you. Does any... With that being said, I think I can trick you into answering this. Thank you for that. Does any <laughs> specific moment... In, I got you. Does any specific moment in time touch your heart in any particular way? Mm. Or any way more than any other? Mm. No, nah, because, like, for me, like, as a youngin', I always felt like I was there. I had arrived. Like, mm. I would come to New York at, like... 18 years old and be like um, the best at what I do yes fuck with me and (laughs) I don't know nothing I got a 22 year old brother that like is doing so well because he's confident in himself but Mm -hmm. I can still tell him he knows nothing Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. Uh, so I feel like I was that person and that person is what's going to carry you forward but you know build the space to be able to continue to be a student of the game I'm I'm, I'm, I'm more of a student than I've ever been Mm. Like, I watched everything. Uh, and, you know, with that said, like, no. I, 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 uh, I you know, I, to answer your question, like, I, I feel like I've always been focused on specific goals, but I, I don't ever feel like I've, I've arrived. Mm. I, no. Well, I, I think that's the key. And that's a really fucking good answer. Really good answer. First, I want to tell you that. It annoys all of my friends that they What? <laughs> what annoys your friends? That I'm, I'm always like, what's next? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I feel that. Motherfuckers got to work. You got to work, you don't eat, right? Something yeah. like that. So, um, but that's just think... as a creative, though. Like, I constantly be mm-hmm. like, what's next? There's like, some really talented filmmakers out here. Yeah. Really, 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 really talented that are like, you I know. I like that. The, de- the devil's in the details. Like, mm-hmm. like when you. I come from a basketball background, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I played in college. Uh, it's very much a part of, like, my work ethic now is, like, seeing what, what it took in sports. Um, and I know in college, like, I was dedicating at least eight hours in the gym, like, in school. I couldn't take more than 14 credits. I was up at 5 a.m. every day, and I was running seven miles before 8, 8 a.m., and then I was going to class, and I was going back to the arena. So... I, I, I try to if I if I carry that over into this industry I can't lose there's no way With there's, that, there's absolutely no way you know right? what so. and because of that since you can't lose pants are fucking sound man for us yeah so there is a pan what we're gonna do <laughs> so is, is a pan. it's a celebration it's a that's a pan it's a celebration he didn't move the tripod at all he didn't use the tripod he really did are you giving me stage I know you do that again oh I didn't know he had that cable with the celebration, I didn't know we had the capability with, with, with the celebration, <laughs> since it's a celebration, as y'all can see, Soundman, Soundman is out this. here. I was gifted this. Don't say Soundman was anything. Can I? Can I finish my statement? Soundman was out here gifted by the extraordinary filmmaker, award-winning filmmaker Dennis Williams. I'm talking about him like he's not sitting right next to me. But he brought us this lovely bottle of rosé, and normally people don't bring us stuff. That pan is hard. So since he was willing <laughs> to bring us something, <laughs> it was only right we popped this bottle on camera. I can tell this <laughs> <hard>. <laughs> it's 
Sound man, are you gonna pop the bottle? Oh yeah, I was letting you get your shit off. I mean, I had finished and you were just laughing. So. You need some glasses, buddy. I brought it. Love it, dude. So you know, I knew what the case was. Oh, this is to Dennis Williams and the High Coast Podcast. Many, 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 and much more success to both. For sure. So Dennis, as we pour up, I think you you have a lot of. Well, you haven't told us any of these goals, but you but they're lofty because you've already accomplished so much and you're trying to be modest about it. Is there one goal in particular that you could share with us or that you think you can put in the world that you really, really want? Like you really is like that's the goal. Other than the ego. Other than the ego? No, the ego was jokes. We knew that. Uh, no, it's no, not no, jokes. It's not jokes. <laughs> It was jokes and not jokes. You know what I meant. Not we're going to work on that Grammy, though. Yeah. Because everything else is not jokes. It's just a Grammy. We got to work on that. That's right, James? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, the Oscar. The Oscar is what I need. That's what I'm saying. The Oscar is as... We don't get that. That's that, That's not the issue. It's the Grammy. That's why we... That's why I said we're going to talk about that later. Yeah. But the no, Oscar, but, okay. but the, the goal that I want is the Oscar. I love sure. it. Is there any type of... So now let's just... Since we've had a good uh, conversation so far, oh, let's do a little bit of background about you. Um, where are you from? Like, Columbia? I'm from Maryland. Yep, all over. I went to two middle schools, three high schools. I'm, I'm from Maryland all over. I've, I've seen every part of Maryland. Even your domain. <laughs> your domain. Prince George's County. You uh, what can you Gorgeous tell us? Can you can you tell us what um James <laughs> said to you about Prince George's County? Yo, that's I'm so happy you reminded me, bro. <laughs> he said the he's city, the mayor of PG County. The city, you know, it's on my back, bro. The city of what? Yo, we need another pan, bro. He, yeah, please, please. <laughs> he he said the city is on your back. <laughs> yeah. Listen, guys, we did not say. Can we that. put a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can get this picture right here. As I said, as I said, I said in a very joking manner, niggas took it nasty. Never in my heart of hearts. Never PG is, bro. Niggas say PG is my. Never in my heart of hearts. Never in my heart of hearts. Never in my heart of hearts. Never in my heart of you don't support You're in Central. Yeah. That's Central. That's Central. Be specific. Be specific. That's Central PG. Be specific. That's Central. You don't support Victor. You don't. You don't support Victor. Charles lives in New York. Oh, we can bring this up. If you want to, if you want to talk about. Yo, 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 y'all. Best friend. Best friend is back there. He don't support Victor Oladipo. You say you from PG. Why don't you? Never been a fan of his. I retired other like a week or three ago. They told us he should retire. You know what he did on Thursday? He damned. Yo, yo, yo. That was. That's crazy. Why you doing that? He said that before. Time out, time out, time out. He said that before. You're gathering together. 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 You're how was he a journeyman? Broke your knee trying to gather for a dog. Broke his knee? I don't know what journeyman he did. Is kind of, yeah, journeyman is kind of a stretch, right? Yeah. Journeyman is a stretch? How many teams have been on? This four? Four? Out of how many years? Eight. Did it make ten yet? 
So no, four out of eight didn't make ten. Listen, four out of eight, ten years. I get what you're saying. No, no, I get what you're saying. You're not a journeyman at that point. I get what you're saying. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Two teams. You're not wrong. Right. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. They've been on two teams in a year. I'm about to say it's not wrong. There's some context. Like there has to be some context. Every team goes through now. It's just like, all right, bro. What are we here for? Before the Miami, it's like, what are we here for? He was on the Rockets. It was just like, I did. Then everybody got hurt. Listen, let's not turn. Let's not turn this into that. Let's let's walk back. We have to. I was sad that he he hurt his knee off the gallery. It was like he not even about to be out that long. Allegedly. Sure let's, let's let's get back to Dennis because you we'll, we'll, sure. we'll, we'll, we'll get your hot takes. Um, we don't need my hot takes. Anymore. But, we'll, but I, I, I had a question about film in particular. What type of film do you enjoy making? Like, what is there a, in particular genre? Is there a type of um, cast? Is there a type of you know first person? Um, though, like, is there yeah. anything documentary? Is there one thing that really touches you and like, yeah, that's the thing I love to make. I gotta follow up. Yeah, nah. I think uh, suspense, narrative, drama Ooh, is my shit. Like, Ozark is my thing. Dennis, you making think some like, fire shit. Yeah, no, no, no. I think that's my, that's my vibe. I think, like, New York has a very gritty style of, like, cinematography. Okay. Um, there are a lot of rules in New York that allow for that, as opposed to L.A., but um, there's a is there anything that you can, like, explain to that, like, touch on that, you know, for people who don't understand that? Uh, you can get lenses for a lot cheaper in New York City. You, if you can have a uh, six to ten person crew in New York City, and if you never put a tripod on the ground, like on the floor, you can shoot in the middle of Times Square. That's impossible to do in Los Angeles County. Mm. You need a permit in LA. Uh, those two worlds are very different. But with that said, that means that there's a lot of grassroots like guerrilla shooting in New York. And what that brings is just a different level of, like, grit to it. It's not as stylized. It's not the production uh, isn't as manicured. And with that, like, I think that's... Film is just, like, a a more polished, like, uh, depiction of everyday life, right? Like, when we feel like we're in the room, when we feel like uh, we're around these folks and we know them, that's that's when we invest in that story more. Like I, I I attract myself more to snowfall than I do power right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And why do you think is that so? As a filmmaker, the way they go about things, the way the, the the camera is a part of the story, like they think about that. It's not just in the room. Uh, the way they go about uh, their color and their sound and the story overall. So, I mean, rest in peace, John Singleton. But like that's that's one of my favorite uh, stories that's active sure. right now. Uh, and, and you know, I think that's what makes every city different. So, there there are directors that absolutely work with that have like perfected the crews of cinematography, and I, I think they do the best work. Bradley Cooper is uh, uh, one of them who works with Ryan Coogler, and he's worked on Space Jam, and he's worked on so many other projects, starting beginning with Fruitvale Station, um, and. and those, those successes aren't a mistake. You got a follow-on move, right? I did. So, uh, theater. Your theater yep. background. Yep. Do you ever plan on going back? And yeah, if yeah. you do go back, do you prefer theater or film? I prefer film, okay. but uh, I'm, writing a, I'm writing a play right now. 
Mm, about what, if you don't mind me asking? I actually don't even know. I'm just writing. <laughs> I'm just writing. <laughs> I don't know what it's about. <laughs> yeah, I'm just writing. That's, that's, I, that's, I, I feel that. Yeah, hey, yeah. You just writing, just, just enjoying. Yeah. Um, what is the most enjoyable part of the creative process for you? Mm. Uh, working with other creatives that have visions. Because, like, when everyone is clearly defined in their role and they can, like, have the space to create, that's when we get the best product. So you're not a selfish creative. Yo, yo, I played at a high level in sports. I played on ESPN multiple times. And I, I think that filmmaking is the most collaborative process I've ever been a part of. Wow. Like, it's not even, it's not basketball, it's not football, it's not soccer. Like... <laughs> Filmmaking is the most collaborative process. Like you have to really hand off every step of the way, and if you don't, you won't reach your final product. Yeah. Um, Dennis, did we already smoke the? You got a paper roll already? Smoked the I already smoked that. Oh, I'm about to finish. Where, where you been at? Yeah, man, we've been smoking too many J's. <laughs> you don't know. Shit is mad wicked. Um, before we kind of get you out of here, I got a few more questions just about. Um, just the creative space. Mm-hmm. So when you made Bando Fest, yeah, what was the, the you kind of told us you know the introduction to it, but like what was the maybe the initial or an inception idea that was like, oh, we need to do something like this. Uh, to me, like the Bando got everything you need, and <laughs> you know I used to take I was a I was a a mega bus boat bus all star like I was taking. 3 p.m. trips up to New York and getting back at 11 uh, p.m. back to Maryland. And for me, it was anything. It could be an informal interview. It could be any type of coffee. I was going. I was out. Um, and, and I didn't have those connections. It's not where I came from. So Bando Fest is very much about putting uh, the new talent and that, that new wave in front of all of the decision makers and the access uh, that is looking for that. So we focus on very specific industries of culture. Um, last year, we were able to focus on sneakers and fashion. Uh, and then we moved into journalism. Okay. Um, and then what we're doing next is film. So uh, for us, like we really want to build those one-to-one connections to help folks uh, build a portfolio, build a baseline of work, and then also move into the next stage of their career where they're able to uh, kind of build a life of their own and then business of their own. Uh, so that's the main focus at Manifest. Like, I didn't have that. I think that's the access and the network that I can bring to the next wave of talent. And the next wave of talent is all that we have. Like, we don't have anything else without the youngest really doing it. Dennis, for someone who is a they, you sure are kind of nice, A they? You said earlier, you are the they. Yeah, we all the they. If you got a microphone, you the they. Everybody on the other side of this camera is a they. I don't want a particular. Ooh, interesting. Do you feel, now let's talk take about it. it. Do you it, feel yep. any sort of. blown on guy right now. No, 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 no. I, I, I got, got a, one. No, I got I'm trying a to formulate. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> you're bad at formulating. No, Here's my rebuttal. <laughs> you're bad. Do you feel any responsibility with that being said in your work that you create now? Since you are a they, you say anyone behind us included. Do you feel any responsibility to society for what you put out now? Yeah, 
That's that's why we created Bandiverse, which is soon to become. But that's not three one C. That's what I think my argument would be. That's different. That is something that you feel is you giving back. I'm mm-hmm. talking about your actual creative work, the work that you put out. That you that you, you talked about you're writing a play and you say you don't know what you're writing about. Yeah. Do you think that work has any responsibility to this greater society of court or culture? I, all of it does. All of it does. I think it's not even. I don't even want to be facetious and say it's a part of like what we see in theater, like Fruitvale, who's really on the ground making this shit happen. Um, Judas is behind Shaka King, was really on the ground making it happen. The people that wrote Judas, Lucas, the Lucas brothers, come from comedy. Like they walk around every day in Williamsburg and they make this happen. And for them to have that comedic view, the lighthearted view of the world. And to bring that to a specific story that they've been pitching for eight years. They've been pitching that to Shaka King for eight years, since 2012. Uh, We all have an obligation to send the ladder back down. We all have an obligation to tell the stories that's truest to us. Uh, There are some people that are just going to side on the side of um, not participating in the trauma. But we got to tell our trauma stories and we got to tell our lighthearted stories as well. And I'm like, I'm, I want to be a part of that movement on both sides. For sure. Okay, so how do the current times, like quarantine and uh, the current civil rights movement and all that play a part in your creative process, if they do? Yeah, no, I think, I mean, Balcony of Brooklyn is the most direct response to that. Okay. Um, just showing y'all like what we're going through right now. And that's just not about, Balcony of Brooklyn is about those that are marching outside and those that are drinking Casamigos inside. <laughs> it's about uh, those that are like putting out the black squares and those that are active on the front lines uh, of that same movement. So um, I think that was the first like initial response. But uh, overall, like niggas just got to move differently, business and individual. Like, got to move differently. Got to be like strong with your worth. I don't mean that in a cliche way. Like, I've, uh, the people around me have turned down massive deals to, like, just, like, maintain their, their narrative voice and what they stand for. And that, those are the people that you got to keep around you. So, I I mean, I think, it, I think it affects my work from the bottom to the top, for real. Like, it, we can't go into 2021, let alone... 2070 moving forward mm-hmm. without acknowledging this space. This is this is the time that we all have to sit down and really focus on what's happening right now. And the pandemic is is far more about uh, our health. It, it, it's about social justice in the U.S. globally. Um, it's about the imbalance and in diversity and inclusion. Um, it, it, it's about the lack of opportunity when it comes to the people that are telling our stories in the front lines. So um, I, I think that's come, really come to the light, and that's what I'm looking to push forward. You said something about trauma um, yeah. in the responsibility portion, and I wonder, where do you think or where do you feel like lines must be drawn if there are lines to be drawn? Yeah, we shouldn't draw no lines, yo. X just died, yo. We gotta, no, we gotta blast everything, nigga. We gotta go hard. <laughs> you laughing? No, no, I'm dead. So you, so you no, think? I'm, oh no, no. Your man yeah, he, he, he's <laughs> a fool. He's a fool. But you really think we're we're supposed to go hard? There's no, there's no, there's no. Hey, 
Maybe we should be a little PC here, PC there. Nah. How is Charlo PC? No. I'm saying showing it. I'm saying ex- exploring that to other people, to giving that to... You don't show kids certain shit, right? Or certain, t- or certain things aren't made for certain people. So I wonder, once again, yeah. as a creative, yeah. do you feel any responsibility in the trauma levels that you maybe show? In particular, because you're talking about black stories and black voices. You know, I think the best thing that you can do for the future of the people that are coming before you, particularly from a minority group, is to tell your most honest story. If you do not do that, you're doing disservice to the, everyone that comes after you. Does that answer your question, Charles? It, it, it answers it pretty damn well. <laughs> That's a good, good, good answer as far as I'm concerned. Um, so with suspense... What do you think about when we talk about black sort of thriller, black horror, um, genres in particular in which black faces aren't seen as much? How do you sort of maybe navigate or try to deal with creating real authentic characters in that space that don't just have to be about like people getting lynched in 1950s? No shade to anybody. Yo, there, I mean, there, there's always going to be a need for like to tell our past stories. People really don't know how we got here. That's you true. know what I'm saying? So, like, there's always going to be a need for that. Uh, I think it goes in line with the same answer I just gave us. It's like we need to be unapologetic about how we got here, what we stand for, and what we are looking to change. If we do not do that, there is so much flavor and sauce that distracts our youth that uh, will not serve them. I'm curious though, like fiction, creative things, creative realms are a lot of times they're leisure or secondary for, mm-hmm. you know, for extensive, for all intents and purposes. When you say like we need, where do we, like, where, is there any balance in that? Is there, is there any place where you're like, hmm, maybe the imagination has gone a little too far? Yo, Avery Nuvernay interviews every uh, black POC person on her cast or crew every day in production. So with that said, she just interviewed a steady cam operator who was a young woman, I think, believe she, she's like in her early 20s, who is operating a steady cam for her new project, mm-hmm. right? So like, this is the opportunity to highlight, we have to show how many people are actually out here doing this. There's a, a young, uh, a woman in her young 20s who's out here operating a steady cam. A steady cam is, is, is very heavy. If we're talking like in real life, a steady cam is very heavy. It comes with a rack that follows you around, right? Uh, this is a, a, a heavy piece. You gotta have a hop. Yeah, exactly. Back, like, yeah, exactly. Just to make sure this shit is not overweighing. Yup. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. You're saying she's yeah. young 20s. You know, she's right. Crazy. In her day to day life, she's, she skateboards, she listens to music. Like, she's a real person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's a steady cam operator on this new project for Ava. Ava didn't start until she was 26, uh, excuse me, 36. Like 10 years after what I just, what I just mentioned. Right, she was in PR until she was 36 years old before she picked up a camera. So, I think we have to communicate everything that's going on behind the scenes mm. like, everything we got to see the possibility that's not just in film, that's in tech, uh, that's in uh, consumer packaged goods, that's in um, that's in automotive, that's in everything. There are so many more roles for us to get money that doesn't involve 
all of the other nerves that they're out there telling. So, Dennis, um, this is the part of the episode where normally you start telling people about you, how they can get in contact with you, but this kind of run, runs amok and people just start talking shit. So, um, <laughs> what do you want to do? Uh, you want to tell them who, how to contact you? Are you like, nah, don't, don't reach me. That's not my vibes. I ain't got nothing for you. Like, what's your, what's your vibe? Yeah, my name is Dennis Williams. Um, don't reach me. <laughs> <laughs> just flat out. Yeah. What if the kids? What if a kid is inspired by this? Reach, reach, reach them. Yeah. Reach them. <laughs> so they should follow Bando Fest. Yeah. At Camp Studios. Yeah. Camp Studios. Yeah. You can follow Bando at Campsite. Um, Campsite. Uh, Campsite Studios. Dennis at Bando Dennis at Campsite Studios. Um, but I uh, don't waste your time emailing me. Go, go get it. <laughs> Go out there and get it. Like we all had to get it the same way. So go out there and make it happen. It would be my advice. Uh I have nothing to sell. Go out there and get it. I have nothing to sell. Great fucking advice. That's how you know this man is a very rich man and a very accomplished man. No. <laughs> because that that is that is the type of response you that's the type of energy you have. Now la- one last thing. One last thing before you leave. That does sound like success talk. Yeah, right. for sure. Mm-hmm. One last thing. <laughs> That's crazy. One last thing. Why are you saying? One last thing before you leave. I need you to look directly into that camera, mm-hmm. right? Directly. And and you pass 90 seconds Wait, on EST. <laughs> and you are going to look directly at that camera, and you are going to tell the people something that you, you and only you, want them to know about Dennis Williams. Dennis Williams. Um, uh, wow. Know about me. I hope we can cut out this gray period to really lock in on this statement. <laughs> I'm not always sure about this statement. I guess that's the lesson that every day is going to change. You got to just stand by what you stand by. Uh, if there's anything that you're passionate about, they're going to be the people that are closest to you. They're going to ask you to start from that. And it might even be for a brunch or it might be for a project of their own. Uh, but just stand by what you're passionate about and unapologetically make it happen regardless of what's in running. There's no other option. There's no phone call or email that's going to change that for you. You're the only person in the driver's seat of your own projects and your own life. I normally don't do motivational speeches, but you got a motivational speech. Shout out to Dennis. And I guess I've been dropping some knowledge in New York this weekend, man. Listen, if y'all don't take don't the gems. It, it must be, it's the weed or the couch. It's New York. Man, Relax. No, we're not doing all that. That's why we came here, man. We're not doing all that. Dennis, any final things you want to say? Oh, no, no, Dennis, this is, this, is, this is how we can leave off. What's your favorite movie of all time? I don't have a favorite movie all the time. Dennis, you don't got a favorite anything. God damn. <laughs> I'm going to say, what do you love? Damn. Besides your own shit. My own shit. Uh, <laughs> top movies. He still uh, said it. All right, give me a top <laughs> three or five. My own shit. My own shit. <laughs> Truman Show. Okay. Ooh. Uh, the Prestige. Go check that out, please. Okay. I'm going to the back with your own shit there should be a level of YouTube that you just spend 
40 hours on, go to YouTube, please. Um, lastly, any of the the Dark Knight series from Christian Bale, uh, I think why that's important is like he made that in the middle of like two of the most famous movies of all time. Of all time. Uh, he stepped aside and wrote a script and directed it and put the production together uh, even before Inception. So uh, <laughs> people are doing great work in the moment. If you can stay in the moment, uh, you'll get the best out of yourself. Uh, so I, I would look at those series and really like put some context to it, understand what he's done. But th- those are my favorite movies. Damn, that's a good shit. I don't. I want. I don't want. I want to ask you a few more questions. Who's better? I heard this. I seen this argument on Twitter. Jamie Foxx or Will Smith? I don't have an answer, bro. Yeah, you want to work with both of them in the future? Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was the question? What, was it as far as acting though, or like oh, in general? Yeah. <laughs> like, I say shit about them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Acting. Yeah. Yeah. Real shit. I might take Jamie. Okay, okay. All right. Who he you taking? Who, who you taking? That's kind of crazy. I'm, I'm staying valid until... I'm staying No, but I'm saying... That kind of pushes over the edge. When you're talking about prolific characters that either one of them did, I think Ray Charles Not it. trumps... He ain't do the, Ray Charles. Um, that nigga Trump's was what? Ray Charles. Trumps his uh, Muhammad Ali, for sure. I mean, no, if you're talking about prolific... Yes. Is there... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Me again. Sorry, you can me again. What Will Smith did for Muhammad Ali's role is ridiculous. Nah. 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 Yes. Nah. All right. Um, one last question, and I swear this is the last question. Absolutely. I, sw- I swear this is the last question. Absolutely. We deal with this all the time. We deal with this all the time. It's nothing good. Like, yeah, yeah. Real life changes. This, this is like a Tuesday. It's like a Tuesday. You had to learn Arabic. Y'all ain't watch Ray. It's like a Tuesday, bro. Not even a big deal. Not even a big deal. Y'all ain't watch Ray. I did watch Ray. But my final question. A blind Is there an Nah, y'all bugging me. He better be in a play in a second. Are you serious? Did you watch all four hours? To learn how to box? Okay. I was there. They had to get in boxing shape. Yes, I was. All right. So, my question. You know who David Ruffin is? I do. Okay. Good. Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. <laughs> <laughs> ain't nobody coming to see see you, Otis. Y'all are fucking too fucking funny. What the hell wrong with him? He's wild, but all right. I'm wild? Is there an acting performance? Is there an acting performance that has blown you away? Ain't nobody coming to see you. That you've been so astonished by? Music performance? No, just... Oh, well, no, we talked about your Grammy already. Acting performance. (laughs) Uh... Dallas Buyers Club is one of the top few in the past six years. Yo, what? Yo, any method actor that really puts their mind into that? A lot of directors don't say that actors really push them forward. It's that Dallas Buyers Club is it. wow. Uh, Sound of Metal by Riz Ahmed is is. I had to. I, I stopped watching that three times. Sound of Metal is um, about a, a a metal rock band, and then particularly their drummer becoming deaf through that process, mm. and through that process by I mean like he he became deaf very early in the movie, and you learn how he continues to like mold his life around what that is, and that that movie is not going to win awards solely because of the 
the depth of that movie. Mm-hmm. Sound of Metal, Riz in himself is, he's one of the most talented actors of our decade. We, we don't give him enough props. He was in The Night Of. Mm. Do we remember The Night Of? I do. Uh, about like six or seven years ago. Um, he, he, he's amazing. So the, those performances push me away. But The Temptations is like that, that, <laughs> that five hour movie. It's always gonna get me. Mm-hmm. It's always gonna get me. That's black history right there. Uh, yeah. I like that. Sure, so. I love it. I love it. Once again, thank you for Dennis Williams for fucking stopping by Hazy in Brooklyn. Speaking speaking of temptations, I got a full last question for you. So you think do you think Leon is a good actor? I do. I do. I like that. has been trained, bro. Once he didn't answer the Jamie Will Smith, <laughs> you knew what was coming, bro. Everybody's bad. Everybody's amazing. I'm standing on it. No, he said the Temptations. It's just like. I'm standing on it. That Temptation movie is incredible. I love those things. Crazy. Crazy. Bad drama, too. Very, very messy. Crazy. Thank you, y'all. Niggas split like ass cracks It's the shades of the age It's moving in jazz tracks Yeah, so when I'm browsing Through your housing projects Niggas spit 5,000 Shit is rough Time to close I hit you with 16 of those Next time maybe more But who the fuck